Hello and welcome to the first ever ladies football show with the 42 and the LGFA. My name's Emma Duffy, I'm your host for the day and this is Jackie Cahill. Welcome Jackie. Thanks a lot Emma, good How to be here. Things? Great very, to very have good. you. And we're joined on the line by the one, the only, Cora Staunton over in Australia. Looking maybe a bit battered and bruised but looking good as well. How are you Cora? Not too bad. Hello Emma and Jackie. Um, Greetings from Sydney, yeah, a, a little bit worse for wear, um, but yeah, no, all good. Um, a few a few black eyes, but yeah, they'll, they'll be gone in a couple of days' time. Exactly, uh, maybe we could kind of just start with the weekend, and I suppose you are telling us there offline that uh, the nose is broken. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, obviously it's it's well over the Irish media. Um, from the weekend, we played Collingwood on, on Sunday afternoon in Melbourne, and uh, yeah, so I think everyone has seen the tackle at this stage, uh, got an elbow to the nose, and um, I knew straight away once I got it, the elbow was broken. Um, so, yeah, the medics tried to strap me up uh, in, a, in a weird way to st- stop the bleeding for me to come back on. Yeah, so I, I seen a specialist. I got to fly back with the team on, on Sunday night just about. Um, I had to go to a hospital in Melbourne. Um, so caught the flight at around five past nine and was going at a quarter past. So see, seen a specialist in Sydney Monday morning um, and then seen the chief medical officer um, of the club on Tuesday. So, yeah, it's 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 broken, surely. I, I knew myself I didn't really need a specialist to tell me. So, yeah, surgery surgery will, will be required to, to fix it. But um, it's the fourth time I broke it now, so it's 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 nothing major. How long will you be out for with that, Cora? Or will you miss, uh, will you miss matches now? Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I've been medically cleared um, to play for, play at the weekend, so we're playing on Sunday. Um, we're at home against the the last year's champions in Adelaide, so I've been I've been cleared. Um, I'm hoping to have surgery um, when the season finishes, so sometime at the end of March. Will you have some sort of protective mask? Will Will we see uh, Cora uh, no, I, I, no, no, I, I, I'm going to no, 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 go with nothing. So yeah, the the club have obviously you know I, I've been to a number of doctors. We have a team doctor, and then there's a as I said, there's a chief medical officer over all the doctors, the men's doctor and, and the women's doctor and physios and everything. So. I met her Tuesday morning, so yeah, no, she's happy for me to play and play um, with no protective mask. From her point of view, there's not much protection out of it. So, yeah, um, if, if if selected tomorrow tomorrow evening, then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll um, be be playing on Sunday against Adelaide. Good stuff, and I suppose like it, it was a big hit, but you got the win in the end, first win of the year. Nice to get that too. Yeah, I suppose yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's you know it's been a, a difficult probably first first three rounds. It's nice to get a win. Um, obviously round one went very well for us and probably a game they were very unlucky to lose. Um, you know could have could have gone either way. Um, so you know we're probably on a little bit of a high even though we lost after the round one because Melbourne would be um favourites for the competition. So round two is our first home match and. We'd be probably very disappointed with that um, against Carlton, but um, you know it ended up being. Um, from all accounts, a very weird game. It would, it would stop for 30 minutes because of the lightning and then obviously the rain and stuff, which is, you know, is obviously a lot different to home. But you know, we just never got going after after we had the 30-minute break for the lightning. So, yeah, that was disappointing more so than any game. Um, but, yeah, it was good to get the win. So, you know, um, we're still not out of it. Um, you know, mathematically, we're still in. If we can win all our games, we can still make the grand final. So, yeah, we can just take it one game at a time now. So um, Adelaide at home um, on Sunday um, is, you know, is going to be a huge test, as I say. They're the favourites, um, won it last year, and uh, you know, probably have one of the best um, AFL players in the competition in Aaron Phillips, who's a former Olympic um, basketballer. 
Good stuff. And I suppose then as well, um, you know, that picture you posted with, with Sonia O'Sullivan afterwards, uh, nice to meet her. And you kind of spoke about the inspiring words she had in the dressing room. Maybe you could kind of tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I, I suppose, yeah. So Sonia had an article in, in the paper over here, maybe um, less than two weeks ago, and I think it was in, in one of the papers also at home, how she'd been at the first AFLW match of the year um, involving Collingwood. So Sonia lives in Melbourne, not too far from the stadium. Um, so um, she then sent me a message um, to say that she's going to be at the match um, on Sunday and that you know I catch up with her after the match and so I, I told her my brother and his wife and um, friends and his kids, my brother's kids would be at the match so that they'd introduce themselves to her so she actually obviously watched the match came with a couple of friends um, who were also Irish um, yeah so after the match then I caught up with Sina um, and introduced Sina to her coach um, and Alan asked me to bring her down into the dressing room. It's kind of a tradition once you win your match, family and friends are allowed to come into the dressing room after the match and to sing the the the, um, the club's theme um, song. And yeah, so Sonia came in and then when the, we sang the song, I introduced Sonia to the girls. Um, you know, a lot of them probably wouldn't know her over here. A couple of them did. And then Sonia spoke for a couple of minutes about the importance of, um, I suppose, women's sport and um, that the importance of team sport that she never got the opportunity growing up to be involved in a team sport who wasn't there in Ireland and, and spoke about how one of her first um, ever runs in Melbourne was at the stadium that we played at where you know she said 17,000 people came to watch her that 17,000 people were at the meet and she always remembers that there was a number of Irish there with an Irish flag on the day um, and she said it, it was very re- reminiscent of what was there the last day because her friends came with an Irish flag and ha- had it at the match uh, Sonia, will you give us a bar of the, the song? <laughs> yeah, I see. I don't know any of the words with yet, so I just I just, just stand in the team huddle and um, um, pretend I'm singing it, but I don't really know it. My, my three nieces at home um, have it learned off, so they're trying to teach me over over FaceTime the last um, the last couple of days. Uh, Sonia, just or uh, Cora, just to finish off the conversation on, on what happened to you at the weekend, um, your assailant got one. We'll call her that. Got a match. That, that's. Uh, can you explain the disciplinary process out there compared to to what we have at home? Yeah. So I suppose um, every Monday um, there's a review every Monday morning of anyone for any instance that's re- that might be reported by the match officials or after video review might be reported. So in 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 AFL. You cannot get sent off on match days, so um, there's no yellow or red cards, um, so you don't get actually sent off. You report it, um, so they were, all matches are reviewed on Monday morning, and then at Monday afternoon, um, they come up with the people that that are reported, um, for striking or whatever it is. So in, in my case, um, the opponent that hit me, uh, Sophie Casey, was reported for striking, um, at a medium grade, um. So from that point of view, she was given a two-match ban and with an early plea, she can get a one-match ban if she please, um, which she did. Um, but before that, um, they'd ring our team doctor to see what the update would have been on me and what exactly was what would have happened to me. Um, so from that point of view, she would have told her that my nose was broken and obviously not requiring surgery yet. Um, so, so from that point of view, if I had 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 surgery on Monday or was getting it on Tuesday, she'd have got a longer ban. Since I'm not having surgery um, now, she just got a shorter ban. Or at the time, if I'd been concussed or knocked out on the pitch, she'd have got a longer ban. So, so it's it's a very short season. So you know, one match ban is probably a good bit. Where if you get a three match ban, it's half the season gone. Where if it was in the men's game for something like that, they probably would have got a four match ban because their season spans twenty two games. Okay, what what are, what are your thoughts on all of that? Is that fair enough? 
Uh, well, you know, it's hard to know. Yeah, obviously, like from talking to the girls um, on the team that know more than me, you know, they, they think, you know, probably a three-match ban was probably, um, you know, a thing that was a, a fair outcome. But, you know, you know, these things happen, um, you know, it's it's difficult at the time, yeah, when, you know, maybe I could have been out for the rest of the season and she's only missing a match. Um, yeah, so you're obviously, you know, a bit annoyed, but, you know, you just have to kind of just forget about it. You know, we, we've seen other girls have got a week, a week span this week for a lot less and she's getting the same as them. So, yeah, it, it, it can be annoying at times, but, you know, I haven't let it got to me. All I'm worried about is trying to get on the pitch, back on the pitch as quickly as I can and arguing with doctors and physios to get me on to the pitch, back on as quickly as I can and, um, you know, probably some things never change, Cora. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> having a word, or, having a word or two to the specialist and the chief medical officer to to see, make sure I can play again at the weekend. So yeah, um, you know, you just don't about it. You know, I don't don't know any of the girls over here, so you can't really hold gripes. You know, if if I seen her walking down the street or if, playing another match, I probably wouldn't know her. All I know, she was mm. number twenty three. I have no idea of anything after that. And I suppose, Cora, maybe you could kind of take us through the last few weeks and kind of adjust into things over there, the physicality, different challenges. I, I read you did an interview um, and you spoke about like maybe a bit of frustration that you're kind of not learning things as quickly as you'd like to. Has that been a big change? Yeah, I suppose that's probably one of the hardest things is, you know, I, I suppose you're, I, I've gone from maybe being at the top of, of, of my game in one sport to going into another sport where you're now at the bottom of it, um, which is quite hard. Um, it's a whole mindset change. Um, I, I suppose I'm walking into a different um, dressing room where I know no one, um, you know, which was obviously hugely difficult. Um, and, and I'm also going into a whole, a whole new culture. The Aussies are a lot different to the Irish and, um, you know, their mindset and stuff, you know, they're they're very very different and you know I, I tell them that every day of the week, um so yeah that can be quite you know frustrating and to, to kind of fit into their mindset and not fit into their mindset I have to try and be my own person too. So when you example, talk about a mindset, or are they, are they more relaxed or what is it? Yeah, they're 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 more um they're more about looking after yourself and recovering and not training you know to the levels maybe that we train like we train hard over here but they're very much like when we're in season now it's all about looking after yourself and minding yourself and you know i'm constantly arguing with physios they're pulling me off because i'm doing too much training or i'm out doing too much kicking and it's very very much monitored and looked after and you know that that kind of way that i probably struggle with um you know we, we play we got together on Monday but we didn't do anything it's just active recovery and we should retrain on Tuesday and it's more active recovery and doing a little bit of weights and a small session um, and I suppose you know we don't train properly again until Thursday they're all about minding, minding yourself and yeah that's probably the most difficult thing to get and you know if you've any niggle or any injury they want you off training and yeah, so yeah, they've got to know me quite quickly over here, especially the physios. That um, you know, they, they kind of, not that they let me do my own thing, but they kind of know that I know my own body over here now. And you know, yeah, an odd time they might pull me from training, but majority of the time they kind of let me do what I want. But you're always being monitored. You don't you know, you don't get away from anything. There's no hiding, and that's even in regards. We'd say for training, every training session we do, we're videoed. It's videoed from two angles. Um, Every training session we do, we're GPS, um, and we've ten different stats coming out of the GPS system. So you never you're in you're in green if you're the highest, and you're in red if you're if you're the lowest. So you never want to be in red. That's put up in the dressing room after every training session, 
Um, so it's like small things like that, you're not. There's no hiding place. There's nowhere to get away from anything. You're being watched from every angle by by a number of different people. We we have a head coach, I suppose, and then he has probably another seven coaches behind him. Um, we've have physio, a masseuse, a dietitian, a psychologist, um, a liaison officer, if you want to call it a player welfare officer, to call it over here. We've two stats people. Um, we've about four or five. Uh, first aiders, you know, all these are at training. So we probably have a group of about 25 people at training that aren't players. So you just don't get away with Anthony. And as I said, there's no hiding. So from that point of view, yeah, that that can be difficult too. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's, it's very enjoyable. Um, it, it is frustrating when you're trying to pick up things and you're not learning them as quickly as you can. And maybe you're going into drills a little bit more anxious than you would if you're at home, okay. you know, especially kicking drills. You don't want to be the one making a mistake, but more than likely you're going to be the one making a mistake because you're not used to um, kicking a, a ball that's a different shape. So yeah, it's things like that. Um, but at the same time, it's very frustrating, but, you know, it's hugely enjoyable trying to, trying to rise to the challenge. And I suppose, like, you spoke as well about kind of you thought that you'd miss the football more than you actually do and it's kind of reinvigorated you, giving you a new kind of lease of life. Um, do you miss the football? <laughs> you have to. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I've no, been truthfully honest. Um, I haven't miss, missed it that much. Um, I haven't watched too much, but I, I was lucky enough because um, the Mayo-Galway match was on um, TG Carr, so I got to watch live over here and it was a decent hour. So it was 11 o'clock um, our time when it was on here. So, yeah, I stayed up to watch it. So maybe when I was watching that, yeah, there'd be, be a little bit of, yeah, I kind of miss it. Um, and, and plus I took a, I took a club here in, in Sydney for a training session um, last yeah, weekend. Yeah, Michael Cusick, yeah, we saw um, that, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Michael Cusick. So they like, that was well the first time. I, yeah, they do. They're loved up. GA people always look after me. The only thing from that is there's been a couple of other clubs on to me now to take more sessions. Um, but I, no, I don't mind that. Yeah, so when I, I suppose that was the first time I've, I've touched the football um, since I've left in, in December, um, since the third of December. So, you know, that was what maybe the middle of February. So it's probably been well over two months. So, yeah, when I went down and took that session, you know, I was right back into it. But yeah, I haven't missed it a lot um, at all. Um, I, I just think because this is such a huge challenge and I'm over here, you know, every day just going to train and I don't have to work. I'm just, you know, tr trying to make myself better in sport. And I'm in, a, I'm in a very good club that look after you very well. They're very much all about family and looking after everyone. And, you know, I've, you know, absolute superb coach. I couldn't speak highly enough from, you know, I've had many, many good coaches in, in GEA and, you know, I've only known this man a couple of months and he's certainly right up there with, with the top coaches that I've had and worked with. And, um, you know, when, when you're working with people um, like that and, you know, they're pushing you all the time and trying to make you better. Um, yeah, it's it's just very enjoyable. Um, you know, that that's not to say when I go home, you know, I won't be straight back into football and enjoying it. But at, at the moment, it's just a different challenge. It's it's something new. And I suppose it's, it's, it's probably not... Um, a, a drive to uh, to to the arson to carry a, a four-hour trip on a bus in, in January. You know, when you have this out here, it's probably a little bit different. Um, yeah, obviously miss miss the girls and the team and the teams, both club and county. Um, but I'm in regular contact with them. You know, through through um, social media and, and and through WhatsApp and that most days. So I know everything that's going on, anyways. Is that a little hint, Cora? You you might be back. <laughs> might be back to us. I might be back. Yeah, well, I, you'll be I, back I, in I, Ireland I, anyway, but I suppose a, a lot of people are asking, the, will wonder the question, will we see you in a Mayo shirt again? 
yeah, I, you know, as I said, as I said, and I'm always been trying to be open and honest, but I, you know, I've had a couple of conversations with obviously Peter, who's our new mayor manager before before I came out. Um, not too many, obviously, because the club took up priority and they ran up to you know the third of December and I left two days later. But you know, there's been an odd text message here and there with him um, when I'm here, um, but he knows that I, you know. Um, I, I'll sit down and talk to him. I'll go home. I certainly meet him. You know, as I said, I as I said, I have to see how the body is. Um, it doesn't look too good at the moment. Um, and how the mind is when I go home. Um, you know, as I said, I'll be, I'll be due an operation over here before I leave. Um, so you know, I I need a couple of weeks to recover from that, anyways. Um, but from the point of view, I'm just going to have to see how I am physically and mentally. Um, when I go home. Um, you know, uh, the, the decision won't be left long. I'll, I'll try and make the decision as quick as I can. I'm not going to let it linger. If I go back, I'll, I'll go back, um, you know, in the first couple of weeks when I'm back in Ireland. Um, but, you know, I'll probably try and go back and play a couple of club matches first and see, you know, see how the motivation is for that. We'll have a couple of league matches, I'm sure, starting up kind of in, in April when I go back. Um, okay. Yeah, obviously, you know, I, I certainly miss the club, you know, going on a high and having to kind of leave two days later. It was very difficult and, you know, They've had a lot of different uh, celebration and awards and stuff that I've missed that, I, you know, and a couple of our, our club girl, girls have got married in, in the meantime, I'm over here. So all of that you miss. Um, so, yeah, you know, decisions will be made. I'm, you know, I'm not going to make it now. I'm going to make it when, when I go over. You know, the season here is finished kind of the middle of March. I'll probably have a couple of weeks off over here and, and do a few things and, you know, talk to the club over here as well um, and, and see what what they want me to do um, and, and decide after that then I, you know it, I'd certainly have decided by the first of me and um, whether I'm going back or not Okay we, we've buckets more questions we could ask you Cora but we're kind of, we're, we're up against yeah. the clock aren't we I just have one more I have Go to ask it, yeah. Cora I saw this uh, fan page on Instagram <laughs> Yeah <laughs> What do you I, have to I, say I'm about still, that? I'm, yeah I'm, I'm still wondering who um, who set it up um, I have a few suspects in the club um <laughs> So I, I'm the because I'm the only uh, only, only uh, non um, Australian in the team. I'm the buttermost jokes over here, um, <laughs> and a lot of the time they can't understand what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of suspects within the team that um, I have my eye on, but we're not sure. No one has owned up to it yet. Um, call, them yeah, out, call them out, call them out. Call them out. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, Pep Randall is one. Um, uh, Another girl called Sauce, um, Alex Saundry is another one. Um, so there's a few, there's a few, few more as well. But um, Renee Fourth and Emma Swanson could be another two. But yeah, I know it's it's all good banter. You know, the, the girls have have been brilliant since I've come in and, and you know accepted me in. Um, you know, and you know it's it's completely different, obviously, to home. And you know, it's for, you know when you're that far away. But we've girls from all around. We've you know girls from all parts of Australia. I think we've only maybe six or eight that are actually from Sydney. The rest are from Melbourne, Western Australia, Perth, Canberra. So they're all away from home too, which you know probably makes it easier. Um, yeah. So you know, it's it's very enjoyable. But yeah, um, the, the fan page, I, I don't take much notice of it now. That's for sure. Well, able to hold your own anyway. <laughs> Just, just about just about brilliant stuff look thanks so much Cora really appreciate the chat and best of luck now going forward we'll be in touch soon I'm sure yeah no bother Cora, thanks a lot see you soon yeah that's Cora Staunton Emma yeah very interesting stuff yeah, what really fascinated me was the disciplinary process mm-hmm. um, like the Sophie Casey the girl in question once she accepted the charge it was one game but if Cora had been more seriously injured or, or required surgery she would have had to serve a longer suspension very very fa- interesting so fascinating do you think she'll be back 
I do, I do. Genuinely believe that she will be back. Um, I know she says that she's going to have to see how her body is and how her mind is and stuff like that, but I think Cora will die for Mayo. I honestly yeah. do. Well, hopefully not. But <laughs> <laughs> she's um, she's been in the wars. I mean, uh, that I think everybody saw the hit on on, on social media and mm-hmm. on, on 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 Saturday. It was our time. Um, it was nasty enough, wasn't it? It was, and she came back on in the second half and played really well. And like she's unstoppability. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> really good. And fair play to Sonia Sullivan as well. She was in touch with us on social media as well over the weekend. Um, she was there to, to lend a hand and lend some support Indeed, as well. Yeah, it was end. interesting to hear that from Cora as well, what um her coming into the dressing room speaking and doing the sing song and stuff. Yeah, so no, yeah, it was class, no brilliant. great interview and we thank Cora for her time as well because she's busy and it was late uh, where we contacted her from as well. Um I suppose I'm looking ahead to the weekend. Mm-hmm. We have Dublin and Mayo. Of course, yeah, moving on nicely to that. Um no Cora Mayo. Uh I suppose yeah, interesting another double header uh, this time down in Mayo. So it should be should be a good one. It has all the kind of attributes to be a tasty game anyway. Yeah, the Airsport <laughs> cameras will be down for that one as well. The second of three games that Airsport are showing. Um, Dublin three from three, top of the table. Cork mm-hmm. and Mayo hot on their heels. Um, this this we can safely assume that Dublin are through to the semi finals. Yeah. But this would this would probably cement it if they could get a victory over Mayo. Um, what are you expecting from Mayo? Um, I think it'll be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen Mayo play yet this year. Um, kind of, you know, they've been without a few names and stuff over the last and stuff like that over the last few weeks. Um, I think they'll come gunning for it. It's a repeat of last year's final look. Um, and you know they kind of want to put that out to bed. I suppose the kind of the last few minutes of that final in Crow Park was tough for them. Um, but then again, Dublin. Um, look, they're they're clinical and. They'll do anything to, to keep on winning. Yeah, like they, they did a good victory against Cork at Crow Park yeah. as well, Dublin. Some people are suggesting that might be the final. You reckon of the league in September, maybe perhaps. September, yeah, looking yeah. forward to down the line. It could be it could be the two of them. Um, Donegal as well put a big score on the board last weekend. They did. Yes, they're an interesting project. They blow nine a little goals. bit hot and cold, but when they fire, they fire. And there was no Geraldine McLaughlin last weekend either. And no, they Ivan Bonner is playing brilliant stuff. Three six, wasn't it? Yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Super stuff. So yeah, Donegal look, um, new management in as well. That kind of brings a bit of freshness and, and, and Maxi Curran sounds like, you know, a man a man on a mission. And I think the girls are all really buying into that this year as well. So look, they were disappointed last year they didn't get mm. further. They they fell at the quarter final stage of the championship it was and very disappointed um with that and you know, a lot of people had tipped them highly. So I'd say this year this year could be could be a big year for them. Yeah, Monaghan Donegal is on Sunday, Dublin Mayo Saturday. Uh, we also have in Division 1 Cork and Westmead on Sunday mm-hmm. and Kerry Galway. Um, you'd fancy Cork to, to take the points. Like Westmead were competitive against yes. Dublin and then they were blown away by Donegal. So the, there's probably the, the reality with Westmead is somewhere in between. They're, they're pretty decent. Yeah, sorry. look, they're, they're coming up from Division 2. <clears throat> they had a decent campaign. Obviously, they... Wasn't it Division Three? They um they did well in a few years back. Came up into yeah. Division Two, won it um after a replay last year against against Calvin. Um so look, hopefully they can hold their own in, in Division One. But it's it's a tough it's a tough kind of set of teams up there, and you know it is it is a challenge. Kerry Galway is an interesting yeah, game. Yeah, I as think well. I think yeah. that's a good a good game. Uh, Kerry are kind of 
they they kind of had a mixed bag as well. Um, so I I suppose that could be an interesting one too. Like always started well. Yep. And then I would have expected maybe that they'd go and lay down a marker against Mayo. Mm. Yeah, Kerry had a good win against Mayo as well. Yeah. So. Look, I feel that could be that could be nearly the game of the weekend. Yeah, so it's a wide open division. Like Westmead are a little bit cut adrift. Uh, mm-hmm. You wouldn't give up hoping them getting out of it just yet. No. Monaghan are, are off the mark. Kerry are on three points, and you've Donegal and Galway on four. Um, Mayo six, Cork six, and Dublin nine. So it's it's shaping up nicely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's uh, you know Division One. There's always there's always kind of ups and downs. And even looking at last year, like there was some crazy results. Like you know yeah. teams are going and yeah. and winning by crazy margins one week, and then getting beaten kind of shockingly the next week. So it, it all adds a bit of excitement. It's nice. We have the Gourmet Food Parlor O'Connor Cup is in progress as well at the yes. moment. Um, and as a quarter final down for decision this evening mm-hmm. in, in Belfast. It's Queens against UCD. Mm-hmm. Um, and the winners play DCU, who are showing go. good form. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. So um, DCU beat Queens um, already. So they've secured their spot. Um, and UL are also through UL to the weekend as well. as well. So so look, uh, UCD, they won it two years ago, I think. Yeah. So uh, there's a few girls still involved um, from that team. And look, Queens have a few have a few names as well. So hopefully that'll be another another big game. But look, someone has to win it. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's It should be interesting. I, I can't look past... Uh, no offence to any viewers out there. I think UL are going to be very, very hard mm. to stop, although DCU beat them in the league final. Um, they're apart a on opposite sides of the semi-final draw as well, so DCU, yes. UL, I suppose, look, it, it, they'd be the bookies' favourites to get through, but... That rivalry, knows? that rivalry, yeah, knows? still it'll, going. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think things are shaping up in general this season? Are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, I am, big time. Uh, I always enjoy it. But uh, no, I think it's it's really interesting, even looking at Division 2 of the league. Um, I'm from Cavan myself, so I'd be keeping a close eye on that. And uh, yeah, there's that's there's five or six teams that could win it outright. Uh, if you look at Tip coming up from Division 3 last year, um, well. unbeaten again this year as of now um, and they're really holding their own in Division 2 and look I, I'm really excited to see how Tip get on even even going into Championship like they'll shake things up in Munster rightly Yeah he's going to have a four county Munster Championship mm. with uh, Waterford Kerry and Cork there as well um, Tip are 3 from 3 in Division 2 yeah. so they've made the step up it just shows it can be done Exactly like look you're looking at Calvin, Armagh, who are down from Division One this year, um, Calvin have been there the last few years, kind of there thereabouts. Uh, you're looking at Tyrone, who were in the intermediate final last year too. So, I think Division Two is really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you enjoyed your your first stint in the hot seat, you'll be taking uh, the show going forward now. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> it wouldn't be that fun to the camera, <laughs> but look, sure. Low chat noise, it's grand. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, so I'll leave you to sign off. We'll be back uh, next week with more ladies football chat. We will indeed. Well, look, thank you very much for tuning in and we really, really enjoyed the chat with Cora and thanks very much to Jackie uh, for popping in as well. So we'll be back next week with more ladies football chat. Thanks very much. See you again soon.